In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. This morning, I thought it would be wise for us, before we get into the hustle and bustle of the season, to take a few moments and consider God's insight into Advent. To help me out this morning, I've called upon a theologian by the name of G.K. Chesterton. He was an English writer, philosopher, Christian apologist, literary and art critic. Chesterton created what is probably the most famous fictional priest detective ever known called Father Brown. If you haven't seen it, it's on public TV. He wrote a poem years ago entitled, the donkey. I'd like to read it to you. When fishes flew and forests walked and figs grew upon thorn, some moment when the moon was blood, then surely I was born. With monstrous head and sickening cry and ears like errant wings, the devil's walking parody on all four-footed things. The tattered outlaw of earth of ancient crooked will, starve, scourge, deride me, I am dumb, I keep my secrets still. Fools, for I also had my hour, one far fierce hour and sweet, there was a shout about my ears and palms before my feet. Indeed, the donkey did have his moment, it was one far fierce hour and sweet, and who but our God would choose such a lowly way to enter into the city as a long-awaited promised king? Who but our God would choose to ride a donkey, a beast of burden with monstrous head and ears like errant wings? Who but our God would choose to ride a donkey on his way to save the world by being the sacrifice of the sins of all? The donkey and the ride into Jerusalem give us God's insight into Advent. But it makes sense, does it not? For Jesus, our God in the flesh, also came to be a, burst of, a beast of burden, so to speak. He came to bear the burdens of our entire race in his flesh. So what else was there for him to ride on but a donkey? Donkeys were created to do hard work. And that's what our Lord came to do, salvation work, which only he could accomplish. Such is the way of our God, who was born in a cattle stall to a virgin in the little podunk city of Bethlehem. Such is the way of our God, who would bring life to the world by taking the world's death into his body. Such is the way of our God. He takes the humble the lowly way. That's the donkey way of conquering. This is God's insight into Advent. And our God did not give up this humble and lowly way after he accomplished our salvation on the cross. He will not astound us with glory and power until the last day. That's when he will come to judge the living and the dead. On that day, he won't come riding on a donkey, but on the clouds of heaven. 
But until that day, it's the donkey way. The donkey way gives us God's insight into Advent. What is this donkey way, you ask? It is water and bread and wine and words from a man's mouth. These are the donkeys that God still chooses to ride to come to us to be our servant king. Like a donkey, they look so ordinary and unimpressive. The world scoffs at such absurdities as it scoffs at a king riding on donkey to win a kingdom. The Romans must have looked at Jesus as if he were silly, out of his mind, and shook their heads. But for Christ's chosen, the way of the donkey is the way of eternal life. Two thousand years ago, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey to save us. Today, he still comes the way of a donkey. That's why we still cry out in our liturgy each week, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So then what does the way of the donkey look like? We see it in a pa when a pastor pours water over the head of a seemingly oblivious infant. We see it even more clearly when the pastor preaches that baptism is the difference between eternal life and eternal death. Oh, it seems absurd. Yet the Apostle Peter proclaims, he says, baptism saves you. What does the way of the donkey look like today? A pastor speaks our Lord's words over bread and wine, which we then receive into our mouths. Oh, it seems absurd, yet Jesus himself proclaims the way of that donkey. He says, if someone eats this flesh and drinks this blood, he will not die, but live forever. What does the way of the donkey look like today? People gather to hear the word week in and week out, listening to pastors preach eternal truths from a book whose last words written were 2,000 years ago. Oh, it seems absurd, doesn't it? But Jesus himself proclaims the way. He says preaching brings someone not only into repentance, but even to the forgiveness of sins. And where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. That's God's insight into Advent. That's the donkey's way of coming, from which the church to this day lives, moves, and has its very being. The world mocks at us that we, the church, can exist from such silly business. And more than one voice, even from within the church, has called the church to give up such donkey business. They say that the church needs something more impressive. But we, inside of the church, the baptized, know God's way. For we know who the donkey was carrying into Jerusalem that fateful day. We also know what he was coming to do. Jesus did not come to battle and crush our earthly foes. No, he came to battle and triumph over sin, death, and hell itself. He was riding to be the sacrifice for all times and for all peoples who would but trust what he came to do. I think it's more than irony 
that every donkey's back is marked with a black cross. And so we delight in the donkeys that Christ continues to use. Christ's word comes riding into our lives attached to living water, claiming us to be his children. That such a water and word give us the promise of eternal life. That's God's insight into Advent. That's donkey business. Bread and wine become Jesus' very body and blood. He gives them to us to eat and to drink so that our sins are forgiven and we are brought into communion with him, into his endless life. That's God's insight into Advent. That's the donkey way of conquering. Words of sinful and foolish men are the words of life itself because they are Christ's words and that is no surprise to us. For that's God's insight into Advent. That is donkey business. But that doesn't fully describe Christ's insight into Advent for us. For Jesus even wants to use donkeys like you to bring the gospel to others. He would even have you invite others into his presence. For they also are to join in the never-ending procession that surrounds the one who comes riding to us in such humble ways. That's God's insight into Advent. That's the donkey way. Yet we, in our sinfulness, often forget about our Lord's way of doing things. When that happens, we easily become seduced and disappointed. For Jesus won't change his ways to satisfy our sinful wants. He refuses to unleash his power and might to overthrow our enemies. That will happen on the last day when he will come in glory and all majesty and splendor. But when we forget these things, when we feel let down that our Lord Jesus doesn't come and smash our every sinful urge, quiet our every fear, or heal our every disease, we pray wanting a powerful warrior, an impressive war horse, Instead, we get a simple rabbi riding on a donkey. We want God to destroy what's troubling us in our lives. We want immediate deliverance. Instead, we still must battle our addicting sins. We want the glory, not the way of the cross. But Jesus will come to us in no other way. That's God's insight into Advent. Behold, your king comes to you, he comes to you in the ways the world will seem as powerless and unimpressive. For the donkey was not the ride of a king, it was the ride of a slave. Jesus entered into Jerusalem in humility for the same reason he was born in humility. He came to serve, not to be served. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. That is God's insight into Advent. Jesus still comes to you the way of the donkey. In loneliness and humility, he still comes to take, you, take from you, you your sin, your death, and your hell, and in exchange give you his righteousness. That's why even this morning, and the song has never been stopped, we will cry out, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So if Christ's church is to be about donkey business, then we have no time really for monkey business. Behold your king. 
Behold means to close your eyes and open your ears. Christ confronts and challenges what our eyes want to see. We want an impressive God who dazzles with flash and fireworks, but Jesus says, no, I will only come to you the way of the donkey. Jesus says, we walk by faith and not by sight, for faith is the reality of what is hoped for and the proof of what is not seen. And what does faith delight in and behold? It sees our king who comes to us on the way of a donkey. Christ isn't finished forming us. For he doesn't only want us to recognize him in his humility, he also wants us to grow in faith. He wants us to take up our cross and follow him. So it's time to put on the Lord Jesus. It's time to us to be his donkeys by letting him direct and move us. It's time to stop feeding our sinful flesh and its evil passions. And that is why we prayed, stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. That's not the way we would choose, but it's his way. And it's his church. His mighty deliverance is the donkey way. Indeed, it's donkey business until he calls us home to all eternity. This first Sunday in Advent gives us God's eternal insight. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.